0: Sub underground uh, hour seven hey (laughs) it's time to show fighting easier from outside the cage but wow is it a time commitment i will say i mean inside the cage maybe maybe eight minutes (laughs) out well some of these matches outside the cage holy f but i'm not going to complain it's free it's time for verbal tap i am your host kevin with me of course Raf esparza Raph, how does it feel to see our earliest dreamscape of an I mean, episode one, two, maybe mm-hmm. we started talking about this tag team Jiu Jitsu comes to fruition. You see it. Your preliminary thoughts.
1: Well, it's hard because we're very happy to see it realized on a platform like this what's so hard
0: let's start with that oh the situation okay well, i wasn't sure if you were like <laughs> that yeah scale
1: of one to arousal it's up there but i get what you're saying okay thanks kevin i'm really sure that was exactly what i meant by all of this uh it's difficult to try to pinpoint exactly where we all fall in love with this because i do love the idea of tag team grappling However, the execution of it, we know, is kind of iffy at best. So I was a little nervous that it was going to be in a cage uh, that's very similar to an octagon, although I think it has like 25 sides, if I uh, counted correctly. And I got to tell you, the first people who were into it were very, very enthusiastic, and that made me very happy for them. The second set of people... And I wasn't sure how they were going to go, but they took it a little bit more serious. Now, you've got the Nates on commentary, one of which is Nathan Orchard, who's walking like a proverbial landmine of trying not to say the wrong thing about it because he is entertained by it. But he was also seeming to suggest, like, well, this is weird. You don't see this every day. <laughs> Definitely and weird. so to his credit, he... He was he was doing his best to navigate what I think a commentator would do in this situation. And I don't think he really wanted to offend everybody. But the first one seemed to be, eh, if they seem to have fun, then we're going to have fun. And sure, why not? By the second match, it's like, oh, no, they're taking this serious. Ooh, do we have to? It is because difficult. when you start to incorporate the idea of, of uh, you know, Kev, they're imploring a strategy that I think is very solid here of keeping their opponent close to their corner, as you know, Kev, from our first match of, yeah, previously in Tag Team Grappling History, a.k.a. 10 minutes ago, uh, we saw that. That is a high degree of success. Mm -hmm. However, I have to say this, by the third time, Kevin, they got around to it, it was immaculate. And that is due in part to our good friend Juan Bernardo and his tag team partner, who basically kept their opponent's all the way in their corner and would not let him run away. I thought it was the best use and implementation of a strategy, Kevin, if I'm being honest. And again, credit to them. We love them. I'm just saying, are we owed some residuals from this? 100%.
0: There's an idea groundswell. Okay. Now, I'm going to give them credit for the execution because the tag team match was Absolutely. eight minutes, and it's going on in the background right now still. They're giving away giant weird championship belts like uh i don't know like oprah helped them have and she had only one input and it was give everyone a belt they (laughs) have an eight minute um, as many taps as you can get which i think is a cool way to do it that way it's not like so super do or die in terms of the way it's executed i I enjoyed the rules but we're 100 percent owed residuals for the groundswell of merging these
1: two communities. Like does it feel weird to see people when they were in the matches doing the things that we do in WWE BJJ? And I'm not just talking like Brandon did a great one that was tag team and I had suggested that he he heel turn on uh Matt Scaff. So yeah, sure. I mean, that seems kind of funny. But when I started seeing people in real jiu-jitsu settings, Doing the things that we're comedically and stupidly doing in our realm. I go, uh-oh. <laughs> it's really happening. And I don't know how to feel about it. Other than I'm excited for the people involved. And I think there are a number of people. It seems split. It seemed like people who were really into it were really into it. And people who were so pure on the jiu-jitsu, Kevin. How dare they do this? Keep that in the WWE is what they were saying in some of the comment sections. So uh I'll say this. My honest reactions were the first time I saw it as I go, oh, it's a shit show, but I don't know if it's a good shit show or a bad shit show by the second one. OK, I mean, they're trying to take it seriously. It's not as fun, but sure. All right. I'm in for it. Third. Holy shit. This is amazing. And by the time we get to the fourth match with Phil and the guys from 10th Planet Portland, uh, my heart swells because that's amazing. Walking out with geese from a 10th Planet school and luchador masks. it was nice
0: the way i first of all i have some criticisms and off the bat it's the wardrobe bullshit that i saw displayed props to the gracie barra team for at least attempting to match rash guards (laughs) where the was the inventiveness fellas ko dot com has some unbelievable singlets there are multiple chances to at least get you don't have to have like Exact same, exact same. But I'm saying I go a certain Spats rash guard combo. Raph does the exact opposite with his shorts rash guard combo. Mm-hmm. There are things you mm-hmm. can do. This was Punch and Judy bullshit in the costume and design. And I am going to write a letter. I'm going to write a whole. I don't know who to send it to. Maybe they've got a P.O. box. That's who I'm going to send it to. Fully applauding everything. Okay, else. and
1: the only—I'll throw I, one more. But go ahead. I I need a second here, Kev, because I don't think you're wrong in this sense. I think uh, if one rule is very true, Kevin did message me and was like, "If we do this, we are matching." And I was like, "You're okay. You're in charge of that, Kevin. No big deal."
0: <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> Kevin Sports so it has
1: out there oh, very, oh man can we please obviously nothing would make me happy with a speech bag? Oh. are you joking <laughs> 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 and if i'm being honest kevin there were a couple of things that really did cross my mind not only did that cross my mind but the very realistic possibility of how do they have this and not have me involved i don't have to be in the matches though i have to say this is way closer to any form of competition i'm actually legitimately excited about for my own personal self But if I'm not going to be involved in it, can I be a manager? Because that's a thing that I think was missing. You don't have a Jimmy Hart on a megaphone screaming out and getting the audience ready. You don't have a person on the sidelines helping to – some people might call it uh, annoy. Other people might call it a form of cheating. I call it a form of enthusiastic participation, hanging on the sidelines and cheering on your team and, yes, maybe – doing something disadvantageous to the other team. That's neither here nor there. What I'm thinking, though, is if I'm not that person, Kevin, I have one big idea that must be said, and I think you agree to this, because apparently the term is you could have as many people as you want as long as you hit a certain weight limit, correct? Yes. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. They certainly were so we announcing saw, the were joint trying- weight as though individualism was out of the window, <laughs> including the one Mob case, where I really enjoyed their I heel turn. That. I
1: thought they crushed it. Yeah, and the, here's the sad part: is apparently only if you if you go overweight, which I don't think they thought anybody was. So that I think they had to have a solution, which is oh, if you don't make weight, then you're behind three taps, which. If I'm really confident in my ability to get taps, I'm just saying, like, have them. Let's just be fat as possible. But here's the real thing, Kevin. If you can have as many tag team partners as possible to hit that weight limit, it made me start to think. Who's to stop you from having you, your tag team partner, and then an unannounced member who actually keeps you at that weight or under who runs in? Nothing. I believe the
0: answer is Del Taco, but I'll I'll cede to your premise. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then I started thinking, you know, Kev, there was a big, big angle that happened last week. There's a giant man. His name is Braun Strowman. Ask me who his tag team partner was. Strom Brahman. <laughs> I don't know who was it. <laughs> Strong Roman had a ten year old child in the audience be his tag team. Partner. Oh,
0: at WrestleMania, whatever.
1: Yes. Sure. Yes. So it made me think, Kevin, I was like, you know, you and me might come pretty close, so we really can't even get a Christian Woodman C, which is about as low as it goes. But it would be So helpful. then I started It would be. I mean, we we need a black one, really what it is. Especially if we could sneak in. Yeah. In yeah. Tasmania way, is like all the way out around our opponents. But then it got me to think, Kevin, what if we did the same thing, play to the crowd? What if our tag team member was a ferocious kid who came in? And don't tell me kids aren't ferocious this week because Nicky Ryan, and yes, he is still a child because he's 16. And every time I feel we reference him, he's getting younger, I think. And I say this because I think it's true. Every time they say well... Geo's taking on basically a 15-year-old. And go, isn't he 16? <laughs> I mean, Raph, it doesn't really matter how old he is. His jiu is very mature. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, the fact that he's 14 years old has nothing to do with it. Wait, is he again? Is he getting younger? Do we just keep announcing it younger? No. Ladies and gents, he Nicky is 16.
0: Ryan.
1: Oh, 16. <laughs> Sorry. Even when they do it, it still makes me laugh. So, Kevin, this is what I say about all of the forms of the tag team grappling, I think that there's still a lot of innovation uh, to be done. The heel turn, uh, the fact that you don't have a manager, the fact that I feel like those people, because in true tag team fashion, you do have a rope that you hold on to. I don't know if a lot of people see this, but on the turnbuckles, you have a rope that you can hold on to, and that's supposed to be how far you can go out. Because some of these people, when it got toward the last 30 seconds, just created chaos, From a rule set standpoint, I was very much against it. From a true heel status, oh, man, I was very impressed. made me very happy. I will also say, in terms of my sheer,
0: just mild complaints, not mostly, but I do think you saw two approaches, as you kind of mentioned, whimsical or serious. So there might be even more opportunity to be like, no, fighting in tonight's whimsical jujitsu match. (laughs) (laughs) Whimsical Jiu-Jitsu might be the WWE BJJ
1: category Mm. in tournaments. It's not a bad idea. But again, Kev, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking to myself, yeah, it's pretty close. I I would probably be pretty pretty good at that. If not good at it initially, I would uh, believe that I would have the true tools to become way better at it, Kevin. I would apply myself at that. Well, I appreciate your
0: dedication, and I think the fans know that. From WWE BJJ week, which we are freshly off of, I think people noticed the wave of sadness except for the 37 tournaments that happened. Uh, And we're going to talk about all of that first, Raph. Can you just, you Mm. know, you don't have to come up with anything snazzy, but is it true proven nutrition makes you impenetrable to all things?
1: Yes, Kevin, it does. But why are you We're so impenetrable? Well, I don't think you really want to say it like that. I think what you want to emphasize is maybe the benefits of it. So what are some of the benefits of Pruma Nutrition?
0: I actually am about to go on a shopping spree. I told you this as I go through <laughs> surgery. And they have a few mm. things that I'm interested in, including like a health kit. Um, but let me go to the mm-hmm. store too, as I'm like, uh, no, I need the, there we go. I was like, I need the store.
1: Okay. Well, Kevin, let me tell you what they, they have a heal
0: section. Got... That was my point. That's where I was going with yes. this. Like a healthy joints, bones, inflammation reduction. Uh, yes, yes, please. I think that might be helpful for this guy.
1: Well, Kevin, here's the thing. You might be asking yourself, what is core? What does it do? Well, sustain mental focus. You need that. And physical energy, double check on that, uh, supports healthy joints and bones, builds and repairs a muscle, Kevin. And I think you have several muscles that that would be very helpful for. Mm -hmm. And electrolytes are a thing. Everybody remember that. Endurance and hydration, nature inspired and science backed. Kevin, never forget that. I I tried. I honestly
0: don't. This is important to me. I always think science should be there. I do think it should be science-backed.
1: Absolutely. Can I tell you a story real quick, though? I'm going
0: to Yeah, go ahead.
1: This is a really important one because, um, you know, while we're doing the sponsor dump, I really think it's really important that you know something because I didn't tell you this. And normally Kevin and I will shoot notes back and forth. It's kind of like, hey, here's a general idea of where I may go. Um, So that we're always kind of like, hey, I've got a good joke for this. This is 100% not something I have told Kevin. So you guys are hearing it first just like kevin is i got home the other day and it was quite a uh, windy day kev and as i walked in take care of lucy my puppy i take her around and then i go you know what i should probably go check on all the clothes that i had air dried oh shit oh no it was windy no no and i see like my geese slowly falling to the ground. I see several (laughs) pairs of uh, shorts just kind of scattered on my outside lawn area. And I'm on the third floor of an apartment complex. So all of my clothes seems to, they seem to be just around and I breathe a very nice sigh of relief until I noticed that my North South jujitsu underwear had flown all the way down. Fortunately, into our neighbor's yard, which would have prompted a very interesting discussion because I'm sure I would have exuded the uh, brilliant material that it is made out of and uh, emphasized, (laughs) I'm very sorry, my underwear just happened to appear here. Why would my underwear be here? Great question. I understand that. I do this weird activity where I have to air dry my laundry a thousand times a week. So sometimes it just happens that that's there. Yeah. So I think what happened was – I think it was – I I think I grouped it together because normally I try to bring like, you know, if you would, the delicates inside the house. I tried to bring that inside. I look down there and I go, is that it? <laughs> yeah, it's got to be it. It's 100 percent it. I took my dog on like a 40-minute walk. I look at her and I go, sorry, we got to go downstairs to go get that. And this is where Lucy – The French bully, if you are following on the Instagram, (laughs) decides to put up a protest. And she goes, I'm not going down there to get it. And I go, you have to come with me. And she starts doing that puppy, like all fours going into break mode. Mm -hmm. And I go, I'm not. mm -mm, mm -mm, You're coming with me, whether you like it or not. And so by the time we go down there and she sees what it is that I'm rescuing, she looks at me and says in her own puppy way. You let this fly away. You idiot, why are you air drying this? And I was like, Lucy, mind your own. It's a brilliant product. And if you ever speak to me like this again, I don't, I don't really have a punishment for dogs. Like, you can't really punish them, right? Sure. I, I mean, I was my main, my main punishment is just to pick her up and walk her around in uh, like a shame walk mm-hmm. and then uh, just put her in front of me. And then just, like, I'll bring her to the mirror, and I'll be like, let's talk about what you did, young lady. And then she makes, like, the big bug eyes. It's like, why are you lifting me up? <laughs> so I just thought I would share that information of how the very calm California breeze might have taken away one of my pairs of jujitsu underwear. I haven't seen if it was the other one. I think I'm okay. North, um, south, but, but jiu If You know, if the That's wind. That's the best commercial you guys are ever going to get. If you're gonna go you.
0: free range, which happens from time to time. <laughs> just if, if they do. Raph, we should turn some attention to what was a really packed weekend of jujitsu. I say we we just keep the jujitsu theme flowing. We talk sub underground, which I think is still going on. A lot, a lot of matches over there at the sub grounds. Uh, there was the team event. For grappling, there was the ACBJJ, which I saw some Keenan buzz for some some of the normal IBJJF players. Uh, And then there was Kasai Pro 2, which featured quite a few bouts, including getting to see Gio Martinez nearly snap someone's arm. How much of any of these Richie, Richie, excuse me, the boogeyman Gio fought. Nikki ryan that's right yes i'll get these brothers correct yes
1: one was fighting a minor and the other was in the tournament uh, yes in the tournament yes that's how they they split up on this one josh palmer on the card
0: sounded uh bloviated as usual yeah. i really want to
1: bring something up okay two things I can happen use big words to josh go ahead oh we gonna have a grapple <laughs> That's what I Josh Palmer say when I'm doing me commentary. Anyway, here's what you guys should know about Josh Palmer. Uh, when he was clipped down on the um, Geo versus Nikki match, because I had to watch them after the fact, and they on Flow Grappling normally say here's just this match, but they included the end of another match on the beginning of the Geo versus Nikki, so it really comes out of context, which is amazing. Uh, internet television and by the way. But it gets no better than the fact that they make a wrong call at the very beginning of where you're like, I'm just here to see Nikki versus Geo. Can we get there? Is Josh Palmer telling everybody that they made the wrong announcement for their very confusing eight-man round robin tournament. And he goes, That's not right. That's not right. And he just starts running around. You hear him get up to go tell someone as if it matters. Just look at the board and see. Craig Jones didn't make it into the finals. There you go. As Mateus and who was it? Uh, it was Mike from uh, Atos. Yeah. Yep. But I loved him being like, that's not what it is. Oh, no. I gotta <laughs> go. And he just <laughs> runs around. And then it takes like another... 15 minutes just to get to the Geo versus Nikki thing because we have to build up this entire amount of hype that is these two individuals who are going after each other. Now Nikki is already building his own, own sort of amazing legacy. Geo also a legend in his own right. So to see the two of these guys go up against each other, it's fascinating at the very least, but there's not really at least in my brain for Geo a way that you say, okay, well, I either he'll hook the Fuck out of a fourteen-year-old, mm-hmm. or oh. you could potentially lose to him. So there was a lot of stakes for him, or so the memes now let us know that Tenth Planet is dead. At least if you're judging according to what the memes are saying. I guess what I'm saying here, people, is this: they're dead. <laughs> when you build up something short this much what are with you gonna hype, do? <laughs> <laughs>
0: when
1: you build up something this much with hype, it gets very interesting because it's super silly. When you say things like, this match was a a grudge match brought to you by the comment section of the internet and bequeathed to you by Kasai. (laughs) And I just thought to myself, this language choice is about as dumb as it is. Just say we want to see these two have a match, but instead, internet grudge match. (laughs) So... We're already off to a smashing start. Uh, what were your takes on some of the match, Kev?
0: I actually, again, really long. and At times, I was struggling to understand their continued bludgeoning explanation of the rules. There was a lot of like, and now let's remember, here's what happens if they tie and if someone wins. And if it's like, okay, well, if it's this hard to explain in a sentence or understand, let's streamline. Maybe one point you get for a decision. Uh, anyway, doesn't matter. They... Craig Jones does not win, but he had some fantastic matches again. Um, He's obviously doing something in that inside heel hook that no one else is able to do or or stop because they Mm. even know it's coming and they can't. They they absolutely can't do anything about it. AJ continues to... um, you know, at least he he won. It was great. So there were some fun matches. The Nikki versus Gio had, you know, kind of the one moment, but that was really it. And who knows how long a moment it was going to be. It was that kind of match where it just didn't seem like either guy ever got close to a submission. Nikki got the decision, but it's one of those, okay. Uh, okay. I mean, really Well, I mean, if you ask everybody
1: sometimes. from the dinner test yeah. squad, if you ask everybody from there, uh, he would have finished, uh, Gio. It looked good. He had a back triangle. I maybe, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> again, it was a very, you know, it's entertaining match to see their styles clash. And I'd like to see, uh, Gio had a kind of really fun, uh, practically almost secured by just giving up position entirely. So I think you, you kind of got what you probably expected on that one. Um, Mike and Perez the fact is that, very
0: good. He doesn't really submit
1: people very often. Sure. Mike Perez, the thing with him is uh, he also was uh, being noted for his wrist locks. So that was interesting to see. Uh, the format continues to just be interesting for uh, Craig Jones because the last time he had that match, uh, Kasai won. The rules seemed to go against him because uh reasons. I don't remember what any of them were. He
0: gestured he at just... the ref or said something yeah. and they were like three points or whatever. <laughs> okay. Which
1: by the way, if if we're really gonna do that and you're gonna make a whole thing about like, over explaining the rules as if they're like aspects of dungeons and dragons, then sure. If I say the magic words, I want three free points.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would definitely accidentally like somehow piss them off. Well, Denise One, because he's a beast. Um, Mm -hmm. He kind of out wrestled Mike Perez, but great fight. Geo, did you see the Geo Amaplata situation?
1: Still there. Rip that guy's arm off. Still, still confusing Geo and Boogie.
0: Sorry, did you see Boogie nearly rip that guy's arm off?
1: I did, and it was impressive. It was. Oh my god. Honestly, if there's one trending amazing thing to come from that tournament, it was that. <laughs> that it, as it was happening the first time, Boogie
0: did something I don't exactly remember, but he he almost did it once prior, and it really looked like he was about to break his arm and kind of did that thing where it was like, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna end this career right now. It, it almost looked like he did that quick clutch. And then got it again, and this I was like, well, all right, I'm, I'm prepared now to do what needs to be done. And the guy got caught because that's what happens when you think you're going to flip out of that. It doesn't go great if you don't get out of it, and he didn't. That was a, a brutal <laughs> tap. Brutal tap. That's, let's do that show yeah, next. Uh, let's end this one. Let's go to brutal tap.
1: It's our anthology series. Or I'm the just like Blue World's Worst <laughs> matches mm. I just uh, I again Kasai is interesting in that it's different and I'm glad it gives more grapplers opportunities um, I think it's attracted some of the top tier talent so that's without saying I'm very happy to see uh, amazing grapplers get their kind of time and place uh, format's still a little weird And, Kev, we say this, even as we were watching the end of Submission Underground, people were not really there for the end for, I believe, Bruno Bastos. And it's like, that's your main event. Don't you want to – like, something's weird. Like, I don't know how we figure it out. So to your point of how do we just make a day of grappling where we just kind of agree – Maybe on a few hours. Do we take the, the lead from box or not boxing? Fuck that shit. Do we take the lead from like the NFL where we say like, hey, four hours is about as much as we can do? We do need to
0: have a big collective conversation. I was thinking about that because there was fighting every second of the last <laughs> four days. Mm-hmm. there was pre- grappling matches and it's just like, damn it. We went three weeks or three months. It felt like with nothing. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know where Keenan was fighting. It's that hard to keep track of some of this stuff and where it's being broadcasted right now. Mm-hmm. And people were like, Oh, it's not that hard. You have to go to like the fifth website that needs to be it's like, ah, oh, damn it. Fine. Maybe, but this is getting difficult. We have got to truncate and coordinate people. We have to, Is that insane? No, it's just the request. And to your point, I think this is all part of itself. It's like, look, I want to watch Mateus Denise. I want to watch these these big name fighters that do have a chance to do something as much as I want to watch four hours of tag team matches and other matches. It's like, damn it. It gets hard to kind of latch on here. You're going to make me watch 37 minutes of a big guy gi match in the cage. So I, I think that's. Oh,
1: yeah. Can we. Kevin and I had a moment. We Do decided. You wanna, something.
0: Yeah, you said it. And I it was just like, yup. It's
1: tough I want to start by saying I push very aggressively for a great platform for gi jujitsu. I understand that no gi is the momentum. And most people feel that no-gi is the way of getting us to be accessible to large audiences. I totally understand you. I hear you. But hear me out here. I love the gi. When it's done amazingly, it's an art into itself. It is great to watch. It is creative. It is fascinating. It upholds the tenets of... Little man can beat big man because big man has oversized cloth. I understand it. It's one of the oldest axioms of all time. Having said that, it can be kind of boring sometimes. We know that. But when it's really good, it can be really good. I will say, especially tonight while watching Submission Underground, I like that they were trying to give a platform for Datch What I don't love about Datch is it being in a cage. Something about it just visually doesn't work for me. And again, this might be my Gi bias. I don't know. But seeing it inside of a cage maybe harkens back to the early days of UFC for certain people. But we also don't allow people to wear one glove when they are in an octagon anymore. So it's not to say tradition is always the right thing. But hear me out on this. When I was watching them together with the no-gi competitions and the tag team and you have every mesh of every single thing there is, they're giving you the kitchen sink. And then you see a gi batch in the cage and you go, "Mm, (laughs) hmm, no, I'm good. I I don't really need this right now. Uh,
0: just because it it's a lot of odd. logistics a lot of logistics yeah. first of all cloth doesn't go so well and I, I think to your point when we're talking about gi and no gi mm-hmm. it, it, I think their their ceiling is the same in terms of greatness but their floors are much different the floor mm-hmm. of the gi match is much lower than the floor of the no gi match in terms of how terrible it can be so these with all the cage it just looks stuffy it looks like there's no room to breathe now I loved it as a decorative item in the Smaller guy, no gi; bigger lady, black belt <laughs> gi. That was effing awesome, and that was that match really brought me joy in a lot of ways. It was like, yep, I'm in. <laughs> they didn't they didn't necessarily you know graft it either way, and I really do appreciate that they're trying to give it a platform. But to your point, it just doesn't work in the cage. It's weird.
1: Uh uh-uh, Uh uh-uh.
0: And we're probably about ready to ping pong over to the cage. Yeah uh final thoughts is thanks grappling we love it watching craig jones is a ton of fun aj the whole dana her death squad looks as blonde and as perky as oh ever. hey let's do this though do you hear what aj said <laughs> sorry no go ahead okay i mean maybe like i don't uh. know something <laughs> about joe rogan maybe was there
1: yes so AJ got on in his very earnest voice says, You know, you guys may not consider me to be one of the greatest voice, but I don't really consider Joe Rogan and Eddie Bravo, they don't know shit about who the best grapplers are right now. And it's like, um Well, I mean, they know a little what?
0: bit. Like I mean, Eddie
1: knows a little bit. I mean, let's let's discuss this. If his argument is that maybe there is a Eddie favoritism shit
0: about it, is there, is there a
1: favoritism that in uh, a format or a tournament called EBI, Eddie Bravo might have some oh, that bravo? sort of inclusion? Well, don't forget it? though, Kev, AJ was supposed to do a combat jujitsu and then yeah. mysteriously was out, and now mysteriously yeah. so. Maybe, and again, I I didn't think of this at all until right this second, but Kev, what if AJ is now lashing out? Because apparently, if Eddie Bravo didn't know shit about who good grapplers were, and then he said, hey, come do our combat jujitsu thing, which, by the way, was kind of an extension of something I do, uh, what does that mean about AJ, then?
0: It's a fair question. I don't really know. Hmm. That's a good point
1: I mean he doesn't really You know He didn't show up for it (laughs) Just kind of I mean Guys I'm not making the insinuation AJ runs away That's not what I'm insinuating (laughs) What I'm insinuating is He is addressing the problem head on By yelling at Sean Williams And we at this point know AJ's mechanism We know that he is just trying to uh, Get a rise out of us And get us excited as a heel for the next match And if he truly, sincerely feels it, that's fine. Um, but let's not forget, Tenth Planet individuals aren't the only folks in the world. We have a good, healthy set of friends here. Um, and I think there's a lot of ribbing that's going on. So the the comment I made earlier about memes saying, Oh my God, my two, two of my top black belts are, No, they lost. Like, so the fuck what, dude? Gio and, and Boogie are still fucking amazing. Uh, Sure. It's a little weird that we had to do this and that we put so much stock and faith into it. But, like, Nikki's a savage. If we're going to start going off with people that Nikki's beat and telling them their jiu-jitsu is over, um, I have a long laundry list of people who I've seen in competition and that I have heard by proxy in that room whose careers would be over. Maybe all including their teammates. So. They are. Just and saying. It's true for all of them. It's all, it's all of <clears> them. <throat> anyway. <laughs> so, getting back to this point, though, uh, AJ just trying to use Joe Rogan and um, Edgy Braj to make him famous. The one nice thing that comes out of this, Kev, and I don't know if you saw this, but Gio was willing to take up the stead and uh, get a match against AJ. Now, that's fascinating for two reasons. Do you know the reasons? I don't, but I want to see that.
0: That's, well, one of them really likes
1: to submit people, and the other is AJ. He's good. I mean, you got to my joke before I could. I set oh, you up damn. for it. And Sam. I was waiting for, like, hey, do you know that's not good for two reasons? And then you just list two reasons? I thought you had something specific.
0: Like, once they were supposed to be tag team partners back in 94, but something fell. I don't know. I thought, like, there was some beef.
1: I don't even I don't even know the exact word. Let me try it again. I'm going to set it up. Okay. Hey, Kev, two mm-hmm. things about that as to why... Uh, This match is intriguing to me Uh, Sure What are they Number one uh, You've got a grappler who uh, Is known for grappling And uh, two You know the other guy uh, From his ability to talk on the mic And get everybody to hate him Which makes for an exciting grappling match Uh, Especially when you have one that engages And then AJ (laughs) That was the joke (laughs) And you just, you burned me on it. I even <laughs> had to take two different roads. You know what it is? It's like the California sketch where you I didn't think that was going go. on
0: it. It was personal. <laughs> you knew a joke it was coming. Good. You
1: son of a bitch. <laughs> Listen, Kevin, I have set you up many a dumb times with, well, I don't know, Kevin, you know me that. And <laughs> I just, I don't ask for a lot. I just thought it would be a nice gesture to give it back to me.
0: Mentally, I just rallied because, you know,
1: it's fine. Kevin just literally took the Kobe method on the show, I and got a new, I got a that's new, fine.
0: <laughs> I got a new smoking apparatus. I'm just sativa <laughs> into the next level of, of goodness. Raph, I I got to see Carlos Condit fight again. It bizarrely was not the best fight of the night. It was close. It was the bloodiest for sure. Did you happen to get a get a glimpse of this one? I did. Whew. That is, I if I were Oliveira, I would have. I want to start with the Condit fight, obviously. Then we'll get to Poirier. Gut three uh, Desanya, and I actually didn't get to see the Watterson Casey fight. I'm now realizing there was a fourth one. I was in a TV haze. I was having so much fun. Uh, Poirier Guthrie, amazing fight, but Mike, how does Oliveira not throw up when Conant bleeds in his mouth like that is the first question.
1: Hmm.
0: Just toughness?
1: First of all, yeah, uh, I think these fighters have something built into them where they kind of like it. I sent you a photo of uh, Carlos Conant post-match where he's just smiling and in true natural-born killer mode says – I love this game so much, and it's like, yo, dude, you're super tough, and you're a warrior, and you're a legend. But also, you could admit it sucks. Like, just, just tell us, like, it sucks that you're bleeding a lot. And Um, if you don't
0: mind mentioning your blood type, in case maybe the listeners want to donate, I assume that would be helpful. Uh, That fight rocked, though. A lot more jujitsu and craziness than I was expecting, I guess. Yeah. Good jujitsu. Uh a lot of back and forth, but ultimately that I okay, I thought Carlos Condit and this is a compliment to him. Mm. I thought he was dead in the cage. When mm. the army kind of was keeping space in this deep guillotine that Oliveira had him in. And I thought he had gone limp and I was like, "Oh, okay, well this is the worst thing I've ever watched." And then the announcer's like, "No, he's okay." I was like, "Really?" And he was enough to tap out and thank
1: God he does that thing. When you give the thumbs up, like I'm good, I'm getting ready to tap and I'm tapped. Which, <laughs> cool. And here's the nice part about Oliveira is he had one of those very funky looking arm in guillotines mm-hmm. where the elbow was elevated just in the right spot where it looks like shit man he might be getting out here but instead he does a great job of maintaining uh, exactly where that elbow needs to be just to kind of give him a little bit of leverage which makes it seem like it was just brutal and that carlos was doing everything he could to really fight out of it but uh yeah i mean carlos looked pretty good you mentioned uh, some jiu-jitsu which always makes me worry because You're not a jinx, Kevin. You just, you put strange things into the ether sometimes. Oh, damn it. You
0: remember what happened.
1: Okay. Uh, Well, tell me what happened then. I texted
0: you. (laughs) It was something boasting about Condit's jujitsu. Woo! (laughs) And then seconds later, he gets guillotined, just like, oh, no.
1: (laughs) There's nothing better than seeing the one-two punch of Kevin. See, anything remotely jujitsu jitsu based from Carlos caught it and fan it out and just being like, oh, my God, Carlos did an Imanari roll. I'm so, I love him. <laughs> and that would sound like it would be uh, efforts for praise. But instead, it's just him being like, he passed side control. He's so cute. I love him. And then immediately after hearing, Raf, he's doing jiu-jitsu. So No.
0: I felt so bad. I was like, I'm a dumbass. I was just having... So it was such a fun event. It was a great rebound from the... um, You know, anytime you don't get to see Condit fight or anything, you you always get a little nervous when they come out after getting beaten Mm -hmm. up a little bit. And it's like, oh, and he looked great. And so, I mean, so did Oliveira. This was
1: a good matchup for them. It was a very good match. And, uh, you know, this is the same Carlos Condit who recently was telling people that he had to get multiple jobs because he's got kids to feed. And mm. I hear you did, but all of us agree. You're still super good at this. So let's keep you around as long as you're willing or science says you really should be fighting. Uh, Cause that is the danger. And I think that's what you're referencing is we've seen him bleed a lot. And when you start to do that little, little part of your brain where you go, how much blood have I seen this guy make? I can't be good. Total. No, and then you start to think about every fight, and you go, "Is it every fight? Like literally every fight?" Um, it's, it may not be that, but it's pretty close to it. So, uh, kudos to him. But let's let's turn our attention, Kevin. Yes, if we want to talk about um, awkward, and oh god, are they okay? Um, let's talk about the main event.
0: Poirier. Gaithy, and these two are both brawlers, have been. Justin Mm Gaethy's a little bit newer to the scene-ish, but he's a brawler. This Mm -hmm. fight rocked. No way either fighter's okay, is my verdict. Your thoughts. I'm a huge Dustin Poirier fan ever since I saw the documentary, so I'm already in, but what are your less uh, fan-ish attractions to their documentaries on Netflix from a few years ago?
1: Thoughts? Where do we start? I'm a big fan of this fight. I enjoy it. I don't know. Of the, what was that? That. Uh, of this fight. Yeah. Yeah. I was a fan of this fight. Um, I don't know that science, at least uh, the science that looks at concussions, will be a retroactively big fan of this fight. But hey, you know, it was good for our entertainment. <laughs>
0: don't be such a downer. The knee damage. <laughs> Justin's leg kicks are brutal, Mm. and I honestly thought Mm -hmm. he was winning the fight. I thought he was going to win the fight. I thought Poirier won the first round, but I thought ultimately this was going to kind of somehow be Gaethje's fight. And then Poirier just, that straight jab to the face that sort of comes from a hook position just caught him and... He's got heavy hands. The man has heavy hands.
1: <laughs> sure. I wanted to kind of direct it. If there's a little overlap between this and the content fight in the condit fight, when you saw that up kick, you go, Oh, momentum shift. Ugh. Yeah. In this one, you saw that combination come together and you know that for two people who have a style where they just are going to stand and bang until one of them falls, And you start to see one of them stagger a little bit like that. You go, this can't be uh, going on forever. This isn't great. Very violent, very uh, fun fight to watch. Uh, One of my friends, Thor, put up a status that said, you know, I'm convinced if he wasn't at the World Series of Fighting for so long, he would have been a UFC champ. I don't know, maybe. Very possible. But also, it's not really the case. And who's to say that his career is entirely done? I just think he's been in some wars that uh, again make you concerned as a fan but i don't i don't think we're really wrapping up shop on them just yet um either way uh, i think what makes this one interesting to me was seeing the resilience from poirier which then most people can be resilient and kind of bounce back a little bit but he was very precise in terms of how he was striking when he was mounting that comeback. And just watching him cut the angles as he was doing it was weirdly, like, fascinating to me. Like, watching that and seeing that, I don't know if it was just instinct or the ability to calculate the moment. But when I saw him cut a sort of angle to, to hit with a jab, I was like, oh, yeah, that's impressive, dude. Yeah, you're probably going to win this shit.
0: Fuck. Fuck. And then piled on, brutally, by the way. Yeah. Just attacked yeah. Dustin Poye. Just, uh, I'm excited to see. He calls out Khabib in the post-fight. Gets fight of the night. Honors. This is a big win for him. on, on a, And he's always, he's been competitive for a few years now. Um, mm-hmm. Once again, back on his home, the Fox main card. Doesn't love the pay-per-views as much. Something about, something about no. the cable television that really brings up the best in the diamond.
1: Kev, the UFC 223 was supposed to be the most stacked card of all time, or at least the last stacked card of all time. Mm-hmm. So that's what we learned. It almost was.
0: Uh, Adesanya mm-hmm. gets a decision in a fun fight over Marvin Vittori. That actually was a crazy fight. And the Karate Hottie gets a decision win. But I did not see. But did you see Shoe Face submission win? I did. I did. Somehow fighting Tim Bosch. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> that one, I really, I was just like, what? Okay. Fucking awesome, Tim Bosch. You keep riding that train. There was like 27. So again, um, our friend Diego Lima fought on the undercard. He lost to Yushin Okami, who now mm-hmm. looks like a Tom Cruise-played character version of himself from a long time ago. There's, Easy. I, well, um, any other, did you get, I mean, how could you have seen all of these, I guess, is the point. I, this you, was our point. There was also some Bellator fights on.
1: I did, okay, but I did manage to see all the fights. Um, oh. Shout out to the Karate Hottie. Michelle uh, watched them because um, she had a very, very fun, gritty fight that I I enjoyed a lot. Um, I mean, you know, the the nice part about watching these fights, Kev, was when they have to show up for Fox and there's talk about how this is going to get broken up. There's a rumor right now that says maybe they're going to go to a split package between ESPN and NBC. Is that possible? Mm, I don't know. I mean, It's the same person who's saying that apparently – or at least the same source, if you would, uh, Forbes magazine. It's the same place that's saying that McGregor and Floyd is happening in the cage with modified rules. It's essentially more different boxing, which I don't (laughs) think is happening. But let's talk about it. And it's the same thing I put with this ESPN and NBC merger. Is it fascinating to wonder, would they then banish most of the UFC to uh, NBC sports? Yeah, probably. It would pick up the new Fox Sports 1 sort of vibe to it. <laughs> would that be hard for people to follow? Yeah, probably. But is it interesting to think that ESPN would be interested in it? Possibly. So, I don't know, man. Uh, to, to hear how they want to group all this together, at least for this, if we are on the downslope of Fox events, um, I mean – a pretty good card i will say there is a gripe again it's very strange when you see karen bryant out at the desk on site and then for the mm-hmm. ufc on fox portion not at the desk yeah that's a little weird put her at the desk
0: mm-hmm. let's just make karen bryant the unofficial spokesperson for jiu-jitsu just make sure she's, a, she's the bob costas <laughs> before the olympics hated him of the ufc People should get that. Absolutely, Let's write that memo. And in general, weird vibes about that stupid rule set for the MMA cage. So you're hearing the whole, this is our whole unfiltered opinion on what's going on in MMA right now and jiu-jitsu. It's a little crazy. There's a Wild Western situation going on to how much content was delivered this weekend. And it's hard to complain about, but at the same time, I'm going to complain about it a little bit. Okay. be nice if they didn't all step on each other. That would be nice. He's like, no, I assume you're going to shut yourself in and watch
1: 74 straight hours of Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> uh, Here's the nice part about doing it time-shifted. Doing it time-shifted was definitely where I just put things on two at a time and started trying to go through as much as possible and absorb. So uh, today I was watching the recap or – Basically, my DVR versions of UFC on Fox while catching up on Submission Underground. I had enough time to go through all of that, read three encyclopedias, and uh, then come back and Submission Underground was still going on.
0: Check your local listings.
1: It might still be going on now. I was just going
0: to say, it's going to be Wednesday. We're going to come back, do my pre-surgery podcast, and it's going to be, hey, subs still going on. Hey, look at that. Seven to ground seven. It's rolled into eight, and it's still going on. That's fantastic. Raph, this has been an unbelievably quick recap of 79 to sex sextepolis. Is that a number? Sextepoli? You no. Just, you just said sext? Sextepoli. Yes. It's like uh, I, I was going for a quintuple type of thing, but tried to go on the sex side and just took a spring fever angle. Doesn't matter. A lot of grappling, truncated podcast. dot ProvenNutrition.com. Don't forget to drop in some Kevin 10. Or I guess. Some Raft one. 10. No, don't do that. We didn't clear that part. I was just throwing out a little back and forth. Verbal tap. Either way, keep the pirate ship afloat. Help us keep you entertained. I was going to say help us help you, but I fully acknowledge this is not helpful. Rap. I think it's time no. for some shout-outs, right? Let's do it. Uh, I had a nice note from Jibera who was like, hey, at least you know it's more time for your hand to heal about the surgery. So I thought that was nice. I was apologizing for being what I feel like is an emotionally... Um, high volume, uh, like uh, high maintenance student. It's just like, hey, getting surgery again. Seeing a few more months. I'm sure I'll be fine and back. Now I'm back. I'm back. I'll oh, taking a few more off. So, I'm doing my best. There's a rage cycle coming in across the street. Maybe I'll get down to like 175. Become a vegan, a swimmer. Does anyone know how to do any like big swings in personality and habits? You know what? I'll kick it off I'm excited though. Kaiser has made me feel like home. Uh really looking forward to it, Raph, and that's that's gonna do it for me in the shout outs.
1: Awesome. Well, where do I start? Um let's start by shouting out the Valley Martial Arts Center. V <clears throat> Shout-out to my man Casey for competing this weekend over at the Jiu-Jitsu World League. Did very well. Very happy to see his progress and his report. Shout-out to our friends at 10th Planet Van Nuys. Uh Those guys. I mean, again, we, t- we broke news last week about this traveling belt. And I got to tell you, Milton, uh, he's changed, dude. This Uh-oh. belt has changed who he is. And, yeah, he's got an a anime fight that I'm going to rally ahead. around him, and I will – I will put some things aside, some differences, to say I root for you. But yeah, he's it's let him become a stratosphere. You know what he did this week? Instead of defending his belt, he just went to Coachella. Who does that, Kevin?
0: Geniuses, rock stars, champions. No,
1: he's, not, he's not people that know how to win, brother. Well, no, don't <laughs> you cutting a promo just immediately is the most ridiculous. I'll say this: he goes to Coachella. Right. And uh, he starts doing what is this Captain Morgan pushups. And I said this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. So yes that's your new champion everybody just so that you have an idea of it <laughs> and what it is we're really getting into here. But I want to make sure that people understand this because it's mas importante. His fight is coming up. I believe it is on May 19th. It's going to be badass. It is going to be uh, tickets are going to be on sale very soon. So you can get them from Milton to support him. But Saturday, May 19th, Los Angeles, the Burbank Marriott Convention Center. And uh, yeah, definitely get in on that and support our good friend there. All right. Let's shout out the LA Jiu Jitsu Club training Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 a.m. And Tuesday, Thursdays at 1130 in the a.m.s. And I'm just going to say big shout-out to my sister, Chris, because of the following, Kevin. She gave me her old camera bag because she's just like, oh, hey, I thought you'd want this. When I opened it up, she bought me a new flash for my cam- camera. Wow. Which was very sweet. What, yeah, she's the best. What a gem. So she and I took some photos uh, for one of our good friends of our family members, and uh, we we were there, and we took photos, and... It was a lot of fun. So if you guys want to see some of those photos, go to Kid A Photography. Like my sister, she's doing a lot of good grappling photography. And, uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it for me this week, sir. That'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap.
0: I'm Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night. And goodbye.